You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk covering every team in the NHL. Download at the hockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Hey guys, this is Mike Badano, and you're listening to Sarcastic Remarks. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to Sarcastic Remarks. I'm Chris, joined alongside some new faces tonight. We have the patriarch dad, Mr. David, who you have all seen, and we are just like a hockey team going next man up. We have brought in Travis Chambers, the youngest of the Chambers family. And you have now seen all Chambers males at this point now. How, how, how are y'all doing tonight? Excellent. How are you, I'm Travis? Good. All right. We're all the way down to these people because, as y'all know, Ryan is still with baby. Brand new baby Allison. She's doing fantastic. Mom's doing fantastic. Thank y'all for y'all's thoughts and prayers on that. In the meantime, James has fallen ill. He is currently moaning and sleeping uh with a belly ache and the normal call up cooper is also struggling with some coughing fits so some illnesses going on in the household thank goodness i'm not there cooper's <laughs> on the mend uh just just having a, a little bit of a cough so uh he's 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 been down for four days though whatever this was went through all of us so travis and i have already been through it so we're good to go Yep, and no matter what, we will bring you the star cast remarks every Sunday. So let's get right into it. Uh, we're going to first talk about, so y'all didn't get a chance to comment because y'all are not normally on this podcast, um, but y'all didn't get a chance to comment on the crazy game we had last night where Matt Murray was just fantastic and the Stars couldn't buy a goal. I mean, what wh wh are y'all's initial thoughts on that? I couldn't get y'all to shut up about it before the show started. <laughs> My final thought was that was not fun. <laughs> that was my summary for the game at the end. Um, oh, he he was too good. He was too good. We threw everything but the kitchen sink at him and then tried the kitchen sink, it feels like, and still didn't work. Um, oh, just uh, you wish you wish Otter could could play a little bit better in there. Um noticed noticed sagan trying not not succeeding and then trying a lot harder <laughs> yeah. uh but still not succeeding <laughs> yeah. and we'll get into a couple of those things as well something me and james yeah, did bring up last night is matt murray had on on stats the best shutout performance in history he the stars goals expected was at six and matt murray saved all of them so statistics wise best shutout ever travis what were your thoughts of that game yeah, the main thing was special teams. We probably should have been able to score a goal at least once and try and turn that around, but we never could get it past Matt Murray. He just yep. saved everything. And what's really interesting is the previous game that we played against Toronto was the exact same, but the inverse. That was the game where I think Toronto had eight power plays in that game. Yeah. So kind of interesting how both those games kind of flip-flopped on the special team side. Still, neither team was able to score in the power play. And, I mean, Toronto's goaltending was just great in both those games. So, either way, like I said last night, that's not a game you can dwell on. If a, if a pitcher throws a no-hitter, you're not going to blame all your batters. You're going to give props to the pitcher. You're going to tip your cap, and you're going to go play the next game. That's what we're going to do tomorrow night, and that's that's the best thing to do, in my opinion. I still want to gripe about Marner. uh <laughs> putting his hand over the puck and sliding it under the goalie with his hand over the puck, uh, even though we wouldn't have scored on the, the following power play. <laughs> yeah, I think the main thing with that is just they'll probably just continue to keep doing it if they never call it once. So we might not have scored anyway, but they're probably just going to keep putting their hand on the puck if they never call it. They, they should have called it because it was right during the huge push where we had – so many he made the biggest saves of, of the whole game just in yeah. that five on two and if y'all know specifically what they're talking about it was on the five on three when marner lost his stick it was the very tail end of it 
to stop the play. It was actually kind of behind the net, and Marner used his glove to push it into uh, Matt Murray's equipment. Which and not just push, he covered it and slid yeah, he it. He covered right. it and slid it. And he just got I, it. I, I think the other reason why it wasn't called is just because it was it, – it, he didn't move it very much, and it was also hidden from the ref a little bit. The ref was on the other side of the net and couldn't really that, see that, So That could explain it, yeah. Yeah. And the also, camera angle was was. Oh, and my man. big argument against y'all complaining about that is we had seven power plays. We should have scored. Yeah, <laughs> no, we just weren't going to score that game. Move on. Totally All right. Agree. Next thing we're going to talk about. Hey, wait, wait. My favorite thing during that game. Go ahead. This he's not here. James came home with a bag. Oh yes. Stop, Carolina uh, wings. Oh, the us. new flavor. Yeah. yeah, that was the, so. That's why I told you on the chat. I told you James is now my favorite son. So, so how was, was how was the new flavor? I only I only got one, so he's not still my favorite son. It only lasted for the game, but uh, but <laughs> it was it was very tasty. Definitely had the Carolina tang to it. Probably not something I'm going to order again, but uh, I enjoyed it. It was it was good. Yeah, I liked it a lot. I'll probably get it again eventually. Yeah, I'm looking forward to try it. Uh, anyway, next, because of the game that we lost last night and Winnipeg winning five to two, I believe against the pan, uh, the Panthers, Winnipeg now jumps into the first spot in the central division and stars are not in first, probably for the first time in like a month, month and a half. Um, large part of that is due to just how fantastic Winnipeg has been their last 10 games, seven wins three losses, no overtime losses. They've been really good. They've been the best team in overtime. Um, the inverse of that I is like the Stars. That. The Stars have been the worst team in overtime. Our last 10 games, we have five wins, only two losses, but three overtime losses. So the overtimes are really killing the Stars right now. We are second most overtime losses behind the, uh, the Maple Leafs, actually. So... And hopefully it doesn't come down to this, but uh, but then at the end of the season, if we're squeaking into the playoffs, which it shouldn't come down to, but if we are, then these these comeback ties and overtime losses may still be a very big thing. <laughs> and it definitely came back to that came down to that last year. I mean, right. last year if we don't have, I think we had like ten overtime wins. That's ten extra points. If we don't have those. We are not in the playoffs. Um, but 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 likewise in these games we have to remember we were behind in these games. That's the next thing I was about to bring up. Yeah, and eventually when we get to the playoffs, we're gonna have to learn how to put it away and finally win the games. And that's the other nice thing is that when you get into the playoffs, we're not playing three on three overtimes and shootouts. Yeah. <laughs> so very different kind of Just game, but yes, the. Period. Yeah, the, the clutch nature of it is still – that's still definitely a thing. The sudden death aspect of hockey overtime, there's definitely a mental switch that you have to click. You're right, Travis. So they have to find – got to find that dog in them to, to score those goals when it counts the most. Um, but kind of going through, like we talked about, those, those comeback overtime losses that we had. Um, we had Tampa Bay on the 15th of November – we came back into that game far away back in, lost that one in overtime. Uh, Colorado, we played a good game against them on the 21st. That was just the playoff feel. We didn't really come back in that one. That was a well-earned point. Um, 25th against Winnipeg. The first or the second of the crazy comebacks. Uh, that was right after the Chicago comeback that we took in regulation. And Winnipeg, we come back from down four goals and end up just with a tie. Um, and then we have another one against Minnesota, another crazy comeback that we lose again. So that's three of the four have been – was it four? Three of the five have, have been from really just heroic comeback efforts. And, so and th Three and stolen we, points in my opinion. Yeah, when we come back, that does feel good because I, I, I remember uh, <laughs> game before last when uh, I guess the Sunday uh, – the Sunday matinee, uh, I stopped watching. <laughs> I couldn't, I couldn't stomach it. I couldn't do it. And, uh, and James was in there sending texts. I guess you were texting a little bit too. And I was out playing disc golf in the backyard and I kept seeing them come, seeing them come. Like, 
these guys just don't quit, man. They don't quit. They don't know quit. And that's an awesome trait to have that you get down in a playoff game. You get down by two goals in a playoff game. Hey, we come back from four. So, you know, that's yeah. a great thing to have. And I think more so it's, it's about the belief that they have now. So like they can be down by that many goals and they're still not, they're not checking themselves out of the game and just, Oh, let's get through it and get to the next one. Even in the even in the Maple Leafs game, I mean, we're down by three goals. We are confident that we can come back in that game very easily, even with just five minutes left. Um, it, it's also a testament to how good we've been six on five. I mean, that's definitely all credit of that goes to DeBoer. We were terrible at that last season, and we are fantastic this year. And pulling the goalie, me and James talked about it a little bit yesterday, pulling the goalie with five minutes left, was a really smart decision in our opinion, just because we've been so good so good at it. We're, we're almost expecting to score on it. Yeah. Also, we haven't really let in that many empty net goals. Yeah, I think we've I let think like, it's like two like or three. three. Yeah. 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 With uh, with Robertson playing goalie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> For sure. All right. So stars are slipping a little bit. Big part of that is the overtime losses. Got to try and get that going. Another big part of that is our goaltending has fallen off. So. This has been big point of contention amongst amongst stars group chats all over social media, and I'm kind of confused why anyone is arguing it. Um, so Jake Ottinger, prior to his injury, was on a Vesna pace. He had a 9.52 save percentage, leading the league in both save percentage and goals against average. He was winning games for us single handedly. He was fantastic. Um, since coming back from his injury. His save percentage is below 900. So that makes him below average the past, what, what is that, 14 games or something. Yeah. So I feel like this isn't really even an argument to be had. It's just a fact. Jake Andre is not as good right now. And I think he's not 100% from his injury. I mean, do, do you all have any thoughts on that? It, it's spurty, though, because, like, yes, I totally agree that he seems off. At sometimes he seems way off and giving up as many goals as he has at times uh, seems very odd. But then he does have periods of games mixed in there that he was actually pretty good at uh, and, and made lots of good saves on. And even during this game, there were some very good saves. So maybe that's what's confusing people a little bit. He, he made some great saves, but he just doesn't let in that many goals. Yeah, and between the two goalies, uh, so both Wedgwood and Ottinger, which I would say they both kind of fallen off. Wedgwood not as much. She started a little bit lower. Um, but from the last 14 games, the Stars have given up more than four goals nine times, right. which is... That's just not what we're expecting. <laughs> yeah, that is definitely not what we're expecting. A large part of that, I think, needs to go to goaltending. And we talked about this, too, is how it doesn't... I wouldn't really point to any goal and say there that's Ottinger's fault 100%. But there that's not how goaltending is really measured anymore in the NHL. No, you're right though. It, that that's a very good point because like a lot of times and right back right after the injury when he right came that first game back, you could tell he was off. And those goals were goals he would should not let in. Just like should not that game. But then after that, he hasn't had many goals of that type against him. So you're right. That is kind of just, Hmm. That is odd. It, Go ahead, Travis. It seems like a mixture. Sometimes it's defense. Sometimes it's goalies. Cause like on the Toronto game, one of them, we just let Marner walk all the way up to the slot. Yeah. No one went on him at all. It, yeah. And that one, obviously you can't blame Ottinger for, but I'll talk about uh, the first goal of that game. Uh, it it kind of cross crease, and it was shot into the top left corner. It, it was a fine shot. I wouldn't call that Ottinger's fault, but normally he can get over to that puck quicker. And that's a point in time when you need a big save like that. So goaltending nowadays is not measured in just, oh, he's not letting in the softies like we like we were dealing with at the end of Kari Lettinen's tenure here. It It's about making big saves when your team needs them and bailing out your defense. Cause in the new form of the offensive NHL, you need some bailing out sometimes. And we were definitely getting that at the beginning of the year. No doubt about it. 
hundred percent he was doing that for us over and over again. And recently, yeah. I don't, I, I don't feel like he's given us a huge save in in quite a long time. Do y'all think he's been um, letting more rebounds out? Because it feels like that to me. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. The third, the third Maple Leafs goal is off of a rebound. Also, There's a bunch more rebounds that were first that were one leading. too. Yeah, the first one was yeah, too. The first one was as well. So, yeah, L- lots more rebounds being given up. Uh, I don't think he's moving laterally as well, and I just think that his his confidence, his swagger that he had at the beginning of the year got shaken yeah, up did. from his injury because that's he really what that I, that's really what I think he he thrives on most of all is just his. Like with like the stars have with their ability to come back is like when he's playing good, you can see it. He is he is punching pucks with the blocker. He is windmilling glove saves. He's doing all of it, and it, it feels mental, like he's not he's not getting that right now. Mental return from injury is different from physical return to injury. You go back to Madonna, and you think when he when he had the neck injury, uh, and he was bad for a year. He he really could not get himself going and he couldn't and it, and it took a year until he actually really got back so and this is not that that style of an injury yeah. or that big of a thing but that's just what kind of made me think of and then you're, you're also talking about Sagan because Sagan was down a year and a half plus before and he's still not really all the way there he's starting to look like it but yeah and, and that's what I, I was thinking as well but I was thinking maybe he just needs one big game to come back and I was hoping that Thursday against the Ducks would be that game and maybe it's just because he wasn't tested very much. He, yeah. he really didn't have a lot of shots against him on that on that shutout. Yeah. But I don't know. He he needs to get he needs to start the snowball rolling and just let it go down the hill. And I think he's gonna he's gonna be fine. So I'm not saying we should bench Otter at all. He's still definitely our number one goalie. He's the future of this team. He's gonna be better. He has to be better. That's how we're gonna win the division is with Ottinger being fantastic. And I have no doubt that he can do it. I'm going I'm to throw a side note in here that just, just because we didn't talk about this one before, but it had to do with this, the, the, the last game. And I also want to plug it just because I love what you did with it. But uh, the wild stallion was trying uh, last night or, or, or that Gary was flying down the ice. Um, he still wasn't the smartest on all of his attempts, <laughs> but I, he was noticeable at, at different times during that game. Uh, and and I like to see him continuing that. I just can't help but feel like it's going to click sometime. Um, yeah. Yeah, go ahead, Trev. You can – he's just been skating through them a bunch of times. Sometimes he passes it, but they just get the passes. And it just, it just feels like it's not working sometimes. Uh, I'm going to kind of debate that a little bit. I don't All think right. Gurionov has been nearly good enough. I think recently he looked better and looks like he's skating better. Mm-hmm. Um, when you're getting paid over $3 million, I'm I, I, I'm done with you're looking better. I mean, he, he's I looked better for, for, I would say, the past five games. No points to no. show for it. Uh, very few shots to show for it, I would say. Um, well, it, yeah, because most of them are going wide. <laughs> yeah. He shot one like three feet wide and three feet high. <laughs> and, and, and the thing that we need from him and what I'm talking about with when I said the wild stallion thing is like he needs to cr- crash the net. It, it feels like he's dancing into the zone, crossing the blue Being line, more, and then passing it off. And then Being he doesn't get the puck more. again because he's yeah. not good at cycling in the offensive zone. He needs to take his chances on the rush. And it, it, it it's he's, not good enough. His defense isn't good enough. His forecheck is not good enough at all. I don't think I've ever seen him take the puck away on a forecheck. And I don't know. It's just it's not good enough. He's had like let, let me like see seeing him enter the zone on the second power play. That was that was good. He's doing that well. But you're right. Then then get to the net. Let's see what can happen. Yeah, I four think. points total on the year when you're getting paid over three million dollars, and you're only positive is that you're an offensive guy who can skate hard that's not yeah. good so in yeah. my opinion he's on the trade he's on the trade block right now and he we're, is we're gonna pay for someone to take him is how bad he is right now it would be I, nice to see his bubble playoff slap shot back that too i mean it just disappeared after the bubble playoffs and i was hoping with him on the power play we'd see that a little bit more and he just hasn't used it he hasn't shot mm-hmm. just yeah. shoot the puck well, 
truthfully, in the last in the last handful of games, uh, maybe a little more, you've seen it. I've seen him go into the into the zone and take shots. And when the puck gets to him, he takes shots. Now his shots have not been good, which has been the problem in my mind as well. Is like, but I have absolutely noticed he's been taking shots. So he's being told to take the shots, and they're trying to get him going. So I'm still hopeful. I, I wouldn't bet any money on it at all. You're right. He's going on the trading yeah. block. Uh, but there's a possibility. I'm not hopeful. I'm over it. The past two years have been calling for all this to happen. For you're, him to, you're no to possibility even now. Huh? <laughs> I'm done. I talk about this way more often, so I'm done. Hey, hockey fans. Light the lamp this winter with DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NHL. New customers can bet just $5 pregame money line on any NHL team to win their game and get $150 in free bets if they do. If that wasn't enough excitement, you can turn small bets into even bigger payouts with same-game parlays. Combine multiple bets like which team will win, how many goals will be scored, and more for your shot at an even bigger payout. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now, use the promo code THPN, bet $5 on any NHL team to win their game, and get $150 in free bets if they do. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with the code THPN. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. All right. Something that me and James failed to to mention last night, which was a crime. I'm sorry. Jason Robertson point streak ends. The second longest point streak in the NHL ends to the guy who had the first longest point streak. It ends at 18 games. Jason Robertson holds the Dallas Stars record for the longest point streak in Dallas Stars history. Fantastic. I mean, that was the best month of hockey by a Dallas Stars player ever. November was unbelievable. He was insane. That has to be the most fun I've had watching a Dallas Stars play. Maybe since since Jamie Benn won the Art Ross, I would say. Because that was the only redeemable part about that year. (laughs) So I just kind of want to go through go through his streak a little bit. In that streak, he scored 21 goals and 34 points. The majority of his points through that month were, were goals, and he leads the league since that month in Rocket Richard by a pretty substantial... No, Connor McDavid caught up in that market, too. Connor McDavid's playing fantastic, and we're going to talk about him a little bit, too. Jason Robertson leads by one goal. He has 23 goals. Connor McDavid with 22. Uh, at home, he scored 14 goals, six assists. On the road, he scored seven goals and six assists in eight games. He averaged just under two points per game during this streak. Um, let's just go through some some of his some of his bigger games. November third, he had two goals against the Arizona Coyotes in a seven to two win. Uh, November eleventh, two assists against San Jose on that loss. November twenty first and twenty third, back to back multi goal games, three two overtime loss to the Avalanche and the six four comeback against the Blackhawks, which was unbelievable. I'm sorry, he had three in a row. November 25th, three games in a row with two goals. He's, he scores two goals in the 5-4 overtime loss against the Jets. Also, he was the one who came back in that game. Um, and then, of course, December 1st, three goals against the Anaheim Ducks. Just the cherry on top after he was named the first star of the month of November. That was just unbelievable. I mean, the best month ever. It was so much fun to watch. It is so exciting that we have this player for at least four years. Obviously, he's going to get signed away more after that. The contracts we have on this young core and with Jason Robertson leading them is just super, super exciting. My, my thoughts on this one is every, every uh, challenge is also an opportunity. So, uh, Jason, if you're listening, um, great run. We loved it. Start another one. <laughs> yeah, let's go again. That would be fantastic. He's going to need that to keep up with Connor McDavid in the points race because he did fall. He, he's twenty. He's a leading Rocket Richard still, but in Art Ross, he is behind both McDavid and Dreisaitl now. McDavid had a fantastic uh, week and a half. So December 3rd, 4.9 against Montreal. December 1st, two points. December or November 30th, two points. November 28th, three points. So he's yeah. kind of like 
It's kind of like that other game where uh, where Ben took the lead from Robertson, and Robertson said, "What? Ben's gonna Ben's gonna pass me? I don't think so." Spinorama goal. No, not gonna happen. So it's yeah. kind of like McDavid's like, uh, no. <laughs> and he has McDavid has three points already on this night. There's still 13 <laughs> minutes left in third. He has a goal and two assists, so he's yeah. tied for goals now. Yeah, so McDavid is just—he's gonna have a his combined month from November twenty eighth to now is gonna be unbelievable as well. So he's still he's still the best player in the league, obviously. But Robertson is definitely the most valuable, and right now at least tied for the best goal scorer. Yeah. Um. So that was fantastic. We're gonna need that more, honestly. It doesn't need to be from Robertson, but it needs to be from somebody. Um, you, you could definitely see Rope Hints being that guy after getting that great contract extension. You nice see, hat trick afterwards, yes. Nice hat trick afterwards. Celebrate. You could see Tyler Sagan taking a step forward. That second line has taken kind of a break the past two weeks, not done a whole lot. Um, but I could totally see them starting to get going too, as, I, especially with the, with the talks about a no, top six forward coming in soon too. Um, yeah. Sorry, what were you gonna say, Dad? Well, I, I, I just, I thought that line uh, was gonna score uh, last night because uh, it, the center on their line for that for that game was I'm forgetting Foxa. Foxa, thank you. Yeah. And and it was like. He, he has scored some more recently and some good goals recently. And there were several times in that game where I saw the puck go to him and I'm like, yeah, he's going to break him. <laughs> and no, just, just too good. Especially too good. the wraparound chance too on that one. Yeah. Yeah. Good wraparound. So mm, tough. Yeah. So we can kind of talk about the second line for a second. Uh, big thing. Me and James mentioned it a little bit last night, but Tyler Sagan has had a rough go of it in the goal scoring department. Uh, four goals on the year, which I would say is not great. Um, he's still putting up points, though. He's got 15 assists so far. I think a good deal of those are on the power play. Um, so he's dishing it, and Marshman's been the one scoring most of those as well. But we really need to see some goals go in for, for Sagan. And the past two games, he's been pushing for him. Uh Against Minnesota, he had six shots, and against Toronto uh, yesterday, he had six shots as well. And those were two the two uh, highest shooting games for him. Um, Good. Yeah. So I think he's on the up and up, and I think if he just gets one to go in, because he hasn't scored, he scored one goal since November 3rd. So between oh, November my. 3rd and now he has one goal against Florida Panthers. Mm. Um and he hasn't scored since November 17th. So I think if he gets one to go in with the way he's looked, especially the past two games, I think he can really get, get something started because it's, it really feels like he's due. That game early on in that game, he, uh, he had a couple shots and it was almost like you could see in his head. He's like, that should have gone in. And, and, and there were a couple of, couple of, opportunities where it looked like he was regretting not sinking those pucks and then it looked like he just like turned the volume all the way up <laughs> and he's just laughing everything and shoot everything and it's just uh he did look pretty good from a generating offense perspective and actually shooting uh yesterday um tough goalie yeah uh, I was having issue with some of Sagan shots yesterday, especially in the first period. It felt like he had three or four really good chances and none of them got elevated at all, which is weird for Sagan because that's the way he scores yeah. almost all of his goals too. Uh, yeah. He's a goal scorer and it will elevate over, over the goalie's pads. And it just felt like he wasn't, he couldn't get under the puck for some, for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. Um, moving on. We're going to talk a little bit about defense. All of y'all's favorite topic, uh, Ryan Suter has not been great recently, especially on the power play. He got taken off of it last game because of how poorly he was playing. Um, that was my text comment. Get Suter off the ice. Oh, yeah, come so on. 
Dad called for Suter to come off the ice, and he was taken off the ice. That was after his two turnovers in a row on the power play, too. Defensive zone on the power play. Uh, So that was not great. But there's been a lot of of bad plays recently from the defense. So I'll I'll move on from from Ottinger's save percentage. Let's go and look at uh, goals against. So the Stars started uh, through the first 12 games. We had 2.48 goals against which was top five in the NHL at that time. In the past 14, the Stars have 3.36 goals against per game, which is almost a full goal higher, and that's 22nd in the league during that time. Uh, So that is not good at all. (laughs) That's really bad. I would say... mm, it. I, w- I would say it's a 50-50 split between goaltending and defense at this point. Because yeah. we've had some games where it was like, oh, Utterger could have had that one. We've also had some games where he's been left out to dry. I wouldn't say last night was one of them, but I, I the, the back-to-back set, I think it was, um, just all the goals were just great scoring chances. And it felt like no matter what Ottinger did, he wasn't going to save those pucks. So... And last night I was really worried about Hawkenpaw. I feel like he's had a rough go since the first, the first, I'd say five to ten games. He was really doing well, smart passes, getting out of the zone well, laying big hits. He's still doing that. Um, but he's had a lot of turnovers recently. Last night, two turnovers that led directly to goals. The Matthews one, he got his pocket picked in his own zone. I made fun of him already a little bit. Not a good play. The second one, he, he gets. He, he gets a rough play to him. He, he uh, The problem was passed off to him, but he couldn't make a play there either. I mean, he's got to use his body to at least slow the forward down on that one. So, and Lundqvist has been struggling as well. I mean, three straight three straight games he was kept out of the lineup. Um, and for good reason too. He had lots of turnovers, wasn't making smart defensive plays, wasn't getting any of the offense that we need. So, those three guys really have been the biggest problems in my opinion. Um, I'm not sure exactly what to do about it because they have games where they look great. All of them individually have looked really good in certain games. And then other games, they are just terrible. Not good at all. Uh, Y'all have any thoughts on that? Yeah. We're just really inconsistent with our gameplay. Yeah. Any thoughts on that, Dan? And and, and a focus I mean, the focus is, is shifted toward offense. And at the beginning of the year, we still had a lot of habits, good habits potentially. Um, and maybe we're not – maybe we need a little bit of focus on, on defense and and, uh, and point in that area. I, I know we switched uh, – which game was it that we switched our game plan and really um, played the uh, – Played the small box on the uh, on the penalty kill was it against Colorado maybe because they're so fast with the passes already yeah. anyway we talked I about believe, that I believe then. it was against Colorado yeah so maybe we just need a little more focus on defense for those guys for is it I don't feel like we're not getting forward support so forwards are coming back still right I mean we're not we're not we're not leaving too many odd man the biggest problem in my opinion is just the turnovers. I mean, the turnovers yeah. are too open and too much to the wrong guys. I mean, we had turnovers last night, both to the first line were the biggest turnovers. Yeah. Like, uh, you can't have a turnover in your own zone when you're the only guy in your own zone to Austin Matthews. That is that is the opposite of the thing to do. If you see Austin Matthews running at you, ice the puck. Just ice it. Just shoot it all the way down. We'll take a face-off. Well, we win the face-offs most of the time, so we'll take a face-off at that point. Yeah. But it's just decision-making is not good. The passes are not good. Um, and I think another a bigger thing is that they need to skate more, too. Miro Heiskanen is having no problems. Uh, he skates to open ice is the biggest thing, in my opinion. So I think Hockenbaugh has trouble skating because, obviously, he's massive. Um, Suter has trouble skating because he's old. And Lundqvist has trouble skating, I think, because he's tired. I don't think he's played a full season of the NHL yet, night in, night out, the minutes that he's being asked to play. Um, so I think... Those three days off, he looked really good last night, in my opinion. But he, he'll, he'll figure it out. I think he will need to be scratched more often. But I think the biggest yeah, thing would... is they need to skate more and make smarter passes. Hawk and Paw, especially. His passes are worst out of anyone. Suter only makes stupid passes whenever he doesn't care. I don't know. When he's pressured. <laughs> pressured, maybe, he's pre- yeah. It's the pressure, right? So, yeah, I noticed Lundquist, too. And, and 
he was playing so good early on and uh and and yeah so i, I didn't notice too many bad things about Lundqvist last night so i think you're right i think he's he's improved since he was he was benched for a little while and hopefully that will uh that will get him moving and uh and he'll he'll get in control of that yeah and that's what uh that's what deborb talked about as well whenever we benched him so it, yeah. it was he's not playing well it's probably because he was tired that's what he said straight up because like this guy like because you don't ever play as often or as many games as you do in the NHL. I mean, in no other level of hockey are you playing as often, uh, especially if you're coming from college. You're playing like two games on the weekends, and that's it. So it, it's quite a substantial step up to play night in and night out against the fastest, best, strongest players in the world. It's it, it it's going to take some time to get the conditioning down for that. All right. Last hockey segment for us. I want to talk a little bit about the Ottawa Senators game on Thursday. Um, Ottawa is not having the bounce back year that they were hoping for. So they are actually 10 and 14 right now. A lot of them, a lot of people were calling for them to uh, be in the playoff picture again. They're not. Um, the stars are technically, if you want to be a pessimist, are five and five in their past few games. So they've fallen off a little bit. Um, this is kind of a must-win game, in my opinion. After a tough loss to to the Leafs, you need a good bounce back here, especially when our schedule is pretty rough recently. So what are y'all's thoughts going into tomorrow's game? Yeah, especially we should probably win that game, and it would help if we get on a win streak like now soon. Because if we keep falling off, we'll, we'll just keep dropping out of a playoff spot. Yeah, because those teams are coming up pretty quick behind us. The, the Jets especially have been fantastic. But Minnesota, especially the win that they had against us, was off of a back-to-back. So very good win for them to knock off the top team in their division when they're tired and to hold on to win that game. That was fantastic for them. And it just feels like they keep getting better and better. Seems like we've been winning the games we've spo- we've supposed to win. We're supposed to win. So maybe that will be another game like this. And, and we can we can push into that. Uh, I look forward to Robertson starting another point streak. Uh, maybe, maybe even a, a goal streak with a couple goals. We'll see. Um, yeah. But we need some secondary scoring. Um, we definitely need uh, Ben to step back up again, or Sagan to step back up again. Um, let me let me challenge yeah. the old guys. Let's go. Come on. Well, let's, uh, well all last month, the on. only consistent guys offensively were Robertson and Ben. So yeah. We, we rode them. We rode them hard. And we rode them yeah, hard, we, and we needed them because we had Miro out during that time. We had Ottinger out during that time, and they helped us yeah. get through there and kept us as one of the best teams in the league. But yeah. they were good. I don't think that's going to be sustainable for either of them. Not that high. Nope. It's going to be nope. high, but not that high. So they need help. Sagan needs to help. Yeah. Marshman needs to yeah. help. Hens needs to help. He started going a little bit. Hens started firing, so maybe that's where we get it from, yeah. Also, I know defensemen aren't really supposed to score that much but we have like no defensive goals at all yeah really that's that's another thing i thought about was miro haskinen is not scoring as much it's also because he's getting tasked with defending more (laughs) i mean we don't have as many defenders we had one person who had over 20 minutes of time on ice last game that was miro haskinen he had 27 minutes so when you're on the ice that much you're not going to be as fast you're not going to be able to score as many goals but he is absolutely an offensive powerhouse on the assist department, uh, especially yeah. on, on our power front, play. On our power play, I mean, he is the reason we score goals. He, he it's kind of hard to to forego the shoot it at uh, at Pavelski so he can tip it in the back of the net shot. So yeah, I mean, when, when he shoots on the power play, he has no chance of scoring because Pavelski is always going to tip it. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> as long as our forwards can just keep scoring everything, then we don't have to have our defensemen score. Yeah, which, obviously, they're forwards. That's what we want to do. <laughs> but moving on, our schedule for the next week, we have Ottawa, obviously, tomorrow night. Following that, another kind of similar need-to-win game against Detroit on Saturday during a matinee. And then a rough back-to-back. We have the Pittsburgh Penguins, who are doing surprisingly good this year so far. And then the best team in the league, shockingly, the New Jersey Devils, are fantastic. They already have 20 wins on the year. And... That's going to be a rough game to try and scrap out a win. That would be fantastic. 
Um, but yeah, one item of note uh, from tonight's games, Travis noticed uh, and told me about. Uh, yeah, so um, Tage Thompson scored five goals in one game, which he is the second person in Buffalo franchise history to get five goals in one game, and he also got an assist. That's crazy. Yeah, that's <laughs> yeah. He, he did from, didn't he, he have a hat? Didn't he have a hat trick in the first period? Uh, yeah, he had four goals in the first period, and he went from sixteen goals to twenty-one. So he's almost the leader in goals now. From that because one of one game. game. Yeah. That's well, crazy. and he did have one other hat trick. It was on Halloween night. <laughs> yeah. Scary. All right, we're gonna get right into our who cares segment. In light of our recent injuries on the IR, we are going to do – we're going to flip it. We're doing bottom three common illnesses. So our least favorite things to deal with. In honor of James and uh, Chris. In honor of Cooper James and out. Cooper. So we're going to do like runny noses, sneezing, coughing, flu, Taking cold, strep, so whatever. So we're going to give you the things that we find – most annoying in the common illness department. We'll start with the patriarch. Give honor, David, number three. My number three for today is canker sores or cold sores. Oh, I got one right now. It's terrible. <laughs> I hate them. They are very painful. Uh, gratefully, don't get them as much as I used to, but man, especially when you eat something salty. <laughs> Yeah, I got one right now, and I think it's the main reason that I've stumbled over a couple of words here. It's on the top lip, too, and it's, like, on the edge. It's rough. It's not good. All right. Travis, number three. My number three is uh, if you're allergic to chocolate, I would never want to be allergic to chocolate. <laughs> I love chocolate. <laughs> that would suck. I, I like that. So not one that you've had yourself, but uh, mm -hmm. but, yeah. No, that would that would be terrible. All right. My number three, we're going to be basic. We're just going to go with the headache. So the past two weeks, Cedar has been at like an all-time high in College Station, which is terrible. There's normally not very much Cedar here, but there is so much recently. I've had a headache every night. Every night when I go home, I've had a headache. And it is just so frustrating. I, I'm just going to sleep. I'm just sleeping early because I can't deal with a headache. Super annoying. And it's not bad enough to, for me to be able to stop doing stuff, too. So I keep doing stuff just with pain. Fantastic. Love that. All right. Yep. Favorite. Dad, Perfect. number two. Number two. I got to go with food poisoning. And the results of food poisoning, which uh, I have experienced fairly recently. Um, and uh, actually was supposed to be in the office the next day. I went to a, to a, uh, an eve, nice dinner with vendors. You know, everything was great. I got to the hotel where I was staying and I watched a stars game and I went to bed feeling great. And about three in the morning, no. <laughs> Stayed at the hotel till 1 PM checkout and then drove home in the rain. Uh, just had to stop once even driving home. So yeah, no, not food poisoning. Which end is worse on food poisoning? Food poisoning, top or bottom? Top. Top. <laughs> I can deal with the bottom side. In fact, the bottom side was my secondary number two, just in case. <laughs> Travis, Someone. number two. My number two is muscle aches. I hate muscle, muscle aches. aches. They're my least favorite thing because I am a teenager going through adolescence. So from, from growth spurts, those kind yeah. of muscle aches. Yeah, those kind of muscle aches. Yeah. They I are grew. very annoying. I grew four months in one summer, one time. So four I months? definitely know you four grew, inches. You... Oh, no I grew way. four inches in four <laughs> months is what I meant to say. There's only three months. And that was super that. painful. That was terrible. I remember that. <laughs> I mean, my my calf and my forearms were just they were just they were literally stretching. It was it was terrible. So I feel your pain, Travis. Travis Hopping is shooting program. up too, by the way. Travis Hype and Cooper camera. are like the yeah. same hot height right now. It's nuts. Yeah. So Travis is hitting his growth spurt earlier than probably any Chambers kid has. 
And he's um, got a nice deep voice for all of you on here. He didn't used to have exactly. such a deep voice, but it is yeah, now. It was very high. Definitely the sexiest voice of all of us. <laughs> My number two, we're going with a constant runny nose. So no other symptoms. You just have a drippy nose constantly. It's the sinus drip. This is the most annoying because if you're you out this. and about, you do not have your nice lotion tissues that you have at home. Um, so you're wiping your nose with whatever you got handy. And at, at that point, you know, the edges of your nose get like chapped like your lips. Yeah, it gets it's all crusty. It's like, yes, it's that like, stinks. it's like when I'm in the car and I have no tissues, I have yeah. to resort to my shirt. And everyone does it. We all wipe our nose in our shirt. So everyone shut up. My worst story about this, I was at my fiance's Thanksgiving and we all bowed our heads to pray. I bowed my head and then just boom, drop straight out of the nose, right onto the floor. So I just got to adjust myself a little bit. So I stand on the nose drop and, you know, man, and you're holding hands. What are you going to do? I'm just going to stop. <laughs> I just, I'm just going to stop gonna everybody's prayer. I'm just going to, hold on. I got I to gotta go get a tissue. Sorry. Yeah, I'll keep praying. No, you can't do that. You're stuck. I was stuck. It was terrible. And then you could just feel it. It's like dripping down yeah. again. It's like, come on, yeah. it's on the inside. Then it's a river because as soon as you break, as soon as the dam breaks, it's just, it's gone. It keeps going. Um, Yeah, not good. Dad, number one. All right. Number one is no contest. Strep throat. Um, I had strep throat on my honeymoon. I had strep throat probably 80% of the time that I go to Disney World. I don't know why. It just happens. So much so that one year we started feeling it uh, as we were going, getting ready to go to Disney. And, and Tracy went to the doctor and she gave her three sets of uh, medicine for strep throat because we knew we were all going to get it. And we did. And and the medicine helped and stopped it. So strep throat. I had, I had strep throat so bad my freshman and my sophomore years in college. I, the second time was so terrible. I could not eat. I literally couldn't eat. I had to get ice yeah. cream and let it melt down my throat. The pills that I got for the strep throat, I couldn't swallow them. I had to break them apart. So that I could take. Them. Yeah, one time it was I, horrible. One time I had strep throat and we had no ice cream or anything. I was so sad. I just had you, you to just starve. <laughs> yeah, I just had to have ice cubes. Yep. I just sat Melt. them in my mouth. Melting ice cubes. <laughs> All right, Travis, what's your number one? My number one is long-lasting illnesses, like those the illnesses that last for like an entire week. You can't go to school for a week. You come back next week. Oh. You gotta do a full. You gotta do full mm. week of work. You just made week. me think of another one that matches yours, so, so you can annoying. have this one. It's RSV because it, it goes for a week, and then you think you're getting better for two or three days. Get it and again. Guess what? Have another week. Back again. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So so more so the coming just, back is the bad part. Yeah. More than just, just like, the illness. It's just like the stars. <laughs> Always come back. They eventually lose in the end. All right. My number one is obviously the worst, without a doubt. It's vomiting. It is. I like vomiting. The fact that this. (laughs) It makes me feel better. Ah, the after effects of vomiting. I got you now. I was kind of like, what? (laughs) Anyway, moving on from that. The. Just the fact that this substance can come out of your body is the most disgusting thing in the entire world. You are vomiting up literal acid. It's coming out of your body. Acid. How did it get in there in the first place? I never remember drinking acid because, I mean, that has never happened. I've not done that. So I don't know how it got down there, but it did. And for some reason, this is about to get super graphic. If you don't want to get graphic, get out of here. Turn us off now. Turn it off now. Every time I get the stomach bug, I throw up so much and so violently that it gets all the way down to the bile. So I am throwing up literal, just straight stomach acid by the end. There is points where I've had the stomach bug that we almost had to go to the hospital because I could not stop throwing up. So Projectile vomiting is definitely no, yeah. high on my list. It wasn't projectile. Yeah. It was just 
constant. And every yes. time I go into a fit, I can't just throw up one time. I can't throw up one time. It's seven. Seven times. It's that's what, terrible. That's what happened to me when I was like five. I threw up like every five minutes. And I just I had to get an IV and went to the hospital. And I just blacked out a bunch of times. I would black out, wake up, throw up again, and black out again. And keep waking up and throwing up. Brooke showed the male by the male bias in this podcast. She was sick for <laughs> nine months straight. <laughs> I could never do that. I could we never. Do, we do not yeah. have to do that one at least. So yeah, yes, no. uh, there you go. Yeah. Thank you for your sacrifice. That's possible <laughs> for the human that, race. That's right. We, that'll we do it for it. us tonight, guys. Thanks for checking in. Thank you, Dad and Travis, for helping me out with this. This would have been a much shorter and much less fun show if it was just me talking to you guys. Um, thanks to DraftKings, our primary sponsor and the sponsor of all of THPN. Be sure to use that promo code THPN at DraftKings. They'll get you some free goodies. Um, be sure to check out StarcasticRemarks.com. Ryan did a fantastic job with that website. Super cool blog post. Check out all of our episodes. Sign up for our newsletter. Go to starcasticmarkshop.com. Get the get our merch. Get our bath line. We've got toiletry bags coming, toothpaste, hair combs, it's all a of it. Guest. Ryan He's ready just to jumped say into the, the outro. Podcast. Hi, Ryan. Um, <laughs> thank you to Ryan for having a baby. That's great. Add another addition. She'll be on the podcast soon because uh, everyone will be sick. Um, Ryan, <laughs> since you're on, close us out. All right, guys. Thank you for coming on. We appreciate y'all watching the show. I will be back tomorrow for sure. I actually slept through halfway through this podcast. so But I'll be back tomorrow. Go and check out StarcasticRemarksShop.com. Go and check out StarcasticRemarks.com for the latest blog post. Yes, I got uh, crapped on for saying Otter has really been sucking it up lately. So go and check that out. You can tell me it's why true. I'm wrong. And as always, along with Chris, Travis, and Dad, my name is Ryan, and we'll catch you guys on the flip side. We hope you guys have a good afternoon, evening, morning, whenever you guys are listening. See you guys later.